0: As I'm sure you're well aware, life is not always fun and games. I had to break some tough news to my daughter over the weekend when I told her, quite frankly, she wasn't going on from the 6th grade to the 7th grade. Instead, we were holding her back. As the patriarch, head of the family, CEO, I took full responsibility because that's what you do when you're in the corner bedroom. She didn't take it well at first, but now she understands that it's really because she's young, immature, I had a gut feeling since the beginning, but I also had stats to back it up. Thanks, standardized testing. Also, there's a lack of trying sometimes. I could go on and on, but what I found is once we made the decision, people came out of the woodwork to say, way to go. You made a tough decision, and we're proud of you. From the principal all the way down to the outlaws. And to everybody who may be listening, thank you. It definitely was tough. But I know I'm doing it with my daughter's best interests in mind. So I'll go on and she will do more than survive. She'll succeed. And hopefully we do today as well as we talk about innovation, change, and renewal as we come alive with some joshing around. Just because my daughter's not yet moving on from elementary to middle school doesn't mean we won't be attending the 6th grade celebration this evening. Oh, we'll be there. Because they don't call it a 6th grade graduation. If they did, the everybody gets a trophy detractors would throw a fit. Heaven forbid we reward our children for their achievements, even if they're slight. Not everybody can have a trophy, they say, but everybody deserves a gun. I've long harbored a gut feeling that my oldest daughter should be one grade lower in school. To be sure, her first day of kindergarten was on her fifth birthday, and she's always been one of the youngest and smallest kids in the class. When I'd bring it up to the teachers each year though, they'd say, no, no, I'm sure everything's fine because I only assume they get a bonus for moving all the kids to the next grade. This year though, I was armed with enough data to show everything wasn't fine. And when I did that, everybody was on board, and now we have a positive plan moving forward. The Tampa Bay Rays have found a similar way to innovate in baseball using gut feelings combined with statistics. They've moved their closer into what they're now calling the opener. Sergio Romo pitched over the weekend starting two games in a row. Both times he struck out the side pitching only the first inning, which then paved way for a starter to come in his place and finish another four, five, or six innings or so. The idea being that their best fastest throwing pitcher comes down and mows down the one two and three hitters so the starter can then face the order a few times more look at that a game that's 179 years old is still being innovated to this day let that be a lesson to you now this isn't a show about baseball for if it was we'd go on at length about the brilliance of not holding back your best pitcher for a save situation that might never arise instead though It is a show about innovation, which is why it's important to discuss doing something different if your goal is to achieve a different result. That's a surefire way to break out of a slump or never find yourself in a rut to begin with. After objectively bloviating the subjective merits of the opener, I'm sure I'd go on ad nauseum about the Atlanta Braves. Not because I'm a big fan, but instead because they have the best record in the National League. Now if you frown on their choice of a mascot, keep in mind the Braves are one of the oldest franchises in sport, dating back to a time when the American Indian was truly something to be feared. I say all that though just to mention my favorite new song by Masego called Navajo with a chorus that makes me want to start rooting for Cleveland. Seemingly, change has changed faster than anything else. When I was a kid and received a quarter, there was either an eagle on the back or a drummer if I was lucky. Then the state quarters came along and started trying to teach me things. These days, break a bill and you're bound to learn more than you bargained for about the National Park Service. With all the different appearances on the same money, it can be quite confusing for foreigners and Americans alike. It's almost easier to tell the change by the shape in your hands, meaning for once, It's the blind that can easily cite change. A lot has changed since the early days of the Barack Obama presidency, and technology would be on the top of that list. I remember a big deal being made about the president's Blackberry. It seemed he liked to send emails and messages from the device, so they got him a special military-style Blackberry that had no GPS, microphone, or camera. President Trump likes to do things just a little differently. Like any true adulterer, he has two phones, one issued by the White House just for phone calls, and the other is an iPhone he uses just to send tweets. Now, the first is checked by the White House at least weekly, while the second hasn't been cleared in over five months because the president said that would be too inconvenient. Now, if you're thinking this is the same crimes he accused Hillary Clinton of committing, no, 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 no. It's not like that. Like any true 21st century executive, President Trump doesn't even use email. I made a run to the dispensary today to refill my prescription. And while I was there, I made an off-color remark with regard to the patients when I referred to them, myself included, as degenerates. And that's not right. That's an old way of thinking because everybody there is simply sick, not necessarily depraved. Luckily, the dispensary is a welcoming environment, and I wasn't judged for my poor choice of words. Quite the opposite happened to my dad when he went in a head shop to buy a bong, but didn't know to refer to it as a water pipe. So there he stood on the other side of the counter as he told a clerk, I'll take that bong right there, and pointed right to it when the clerk told him, Sir, we don't sell those. Of course you do, he said. Once again, it's right there. I'll take that bong on the shelf. Sir... We don't sell those, and this went on and on like an Abbott and Costello sketch until poor dad got thrown out of the store. If you get thrown out of a head shop or otherwise find yourself with some spare time over the summer, try croquet. Now, while it may be boring manning a mallet, hitting a ball through wicket after wicket, why not make it extreme? That's right. Go out on a grassy knoll, add some ramps and maybe a water feature or two, and you can get started this summer playing a game of extreme croquet. Talk about extreme, there was big religious news the other day when Pope Francis came out and said being gay doesn't matter. More specifically, he was talking to one victim of sexual abuse when he said that you are gay does not matter. God made you like that. Now, if you know anything about the teachings of God, you know that he made us all in his own image. So, according to the Pope anyways, God is so gay. That joke might have gone too far, but that's how most Catholics felt a few years ago when Pope Francis met with a transgendered man. It seems the Pope showed total compassion, even used the right pronouns, calling that man a true son of God. However, the Vatican didn't officially recognize the visit because apparently God is like the parents of a transgendered Texan. He'll recognize what you got going on, but he's not going to tell the neighbors about it. While I was doing the research to be sure these bad jokes were well-founded, I was shocked at the number of LGBTQ Catholics in the world. Why would you keep going back to a place that doesn't acknowledge your existence? This would be like a bunch of ghosts and angels continuing to show up to science class. And while I'm on the subject of several federally protected topics, it would seem like now's a good time to end the show, lest I say something I can't walk back. Even if I struck out with my poignant attempt at humor, I hope it doesn't cause you to run. From open to close, there's no holding back here. I hope you know that by now. The only way I know to innovate is to follow my gut no matter who's listening. I just hope all this talk doesn't get me thrown out on my head before we're born again with a purpose for joshing around.